2: This podcast is brought to you by Men's T Clinic. Men's T Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway, at Dallas North Tollway, now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com.
0: KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through The Fan. You got me, Kevin Hagelin, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick. And Alec Medford, who's been with us all week, so he will obviously undoubtedly be with us tomorrow. We have Chris Strong as well. What? Yeah,
1: Alec, it's been a good run. Appreciate everything you've done, man. Y'all got sick of me already? Oh, it has absolutely nothing to do with us. Mm. Um, Because you
0: support The Rock against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And I think,
1: Kevin, you introduced our show incorrectly. Because you said Mike. That is not Mike today. That's hockey, Mike.
0: Hockey, yes, hockey Mike. Mike, baby. So we're gonna ask the question: If everyone is appropriately appreciating C.D. Lamb's season, talk about the Pro Bowl, talk about practice squad updates, all that good stuff. But we have another question. Yes, Mike is wearing a Tolo-made yes the Hockey Mike sweatshirt or hoodie. Hoodie. Should Mike wear his Hockey Mike hoodie to the game tonight? What is your
2: concern about this? So I feel like. I love this hoodie. I'm wearing it today. I will wear it out as much as I can during shows when we're out at Buffalo Wild Wings, like tomorrow in Arlington or wherever we're at. It's really cool hoodie and very comfortable. But Hockey Mike is cool. On the back, it has Basic Fifty One. Very cool. But if I wear this out in public with fifteen 000 to twenty thousand people, I feel like it's very. There's a very big ego part of wearing something with the your name <laughs> on you the didn't back make of it. it. I didn't Somebody make made it, it for but you. I just feel like there could be people walking by, let's just say they have an idea of who I am and they're like, oh gosh, that guy like thinks he's so big time he wears like his own name and number a on the back of his hoodies well, and just stuff. Just think about
0: what, what are you there to watch? All those people on the ice think they're so great. Yeah. They
1: wear a jersey with their name. Yeah, they wear the, their own names on the jersey. They their
2: should jerseys. be. They are awesome at hockey.
1: And you're awesome at hockey, Mike, in it.
2: I'm, I'm very excited about tonight as hopefully Wedgie steps up big time mm-hmm. uh-huh. and mm-hmm. the Stars have a big win because let's face it. Colorado is probably a hair better than the Dallas Stars. This is my I hockey see, I take. see that. In a seven-game series, I would be worried that the Avalanche would win the series. Not easily, but win the series. So I think this is a really fun game to go to. But wearing Hockey Mike hoodie, awesome. Wearing Hockey Mike hoodie with Basic 51 on the back of it, I'm just a little bit, I don't want to come across as being a huge ego guy. Gotcha. I am famous. Yeah. Even though at times, <laughs> oh man, I definitely am <laughs> oh, a hypocrite. Man. I would like to admit I am a hypocrite sometimes.
0: <laughs> Holy
2: cow, that timing. <laughs>
0: that was great. You have earned a day off. Good job, yes. Alex. That, that was timing wonderful. was impeccable. Now, let's go to cut number 9 if we can. We'll get to the Pro Bowl probably. But is everyone appreciating how amazing the CD Lamb season is? Prescott under center, second and four at his own 25. Play action fake, great protection. Deep ball to the left, Lamb. At the 39 and out of bounds, and C.D. Lamb has now caught more passes in one season than any Dallas Cowboy receiver ever. Now, I realize if you're comparing it straight up with Michael Irvin's 1995 season, it that's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. Right. Even though he got it done in 16 games, because of how much the passing rules and passing game have changed. I understand all of that. But as of right now, Lamb has 11 more catches than any receiver in Cowboys history. 48 more yards than Michael Irvin for the single season. But a couple of other things coming out of that game this past weekend is CeeDee Lamb had also put up the 227-yard game that was the most by any Cowboys player since Miles Austin in 2009. So in addition to having, like, an impressive compilation of statistics, Mm -hmm. he has had some amazing singular games as well.
1: Yeah, no, huge singular games that have been – he's been the focal point of the offense from Dak Prescott, and Dak knows I I can get him open. I can find him open. I can put it in a tight window, and still he's going to catch it and make a big play for us and something special is going to happen. I do hate the fumble on the goal line. I'm still upset about that a little bit. Uh, it happened two weeks in a row where we fumbled on the goal line, and he has three fumbles. Out of the top receivers this league, that's the most the most fumbles uh, out of any receiver. It's three. Um, but what we've, we're seeing, we don't see from the Cowboys. They don't have these types of seasons where it's like, and we asked for it last year. Make one receiver the focal point, force him the ball we don't well, have to just throw it to all over the field all the time and they said well all right we'll show you we can do it because Devonte adams can get 10 catches in his sleep every day and here is cd lamb this year with the mike mccarthy offense they're saying we can get 10 catches in our sleep
2: you know what'll be interesting is i know they have a game this sunday a practice game against the washington can't play football commanders is in the playoffs, will they continue to feed him the way they did against Detroit? Because that Detroit game was a correction from the Miami game. Yep. In the Miami game, the first two drives of the game, you're talking about the fumble by, I call him Daryl Johnston, but I know, or Bill Bates. But uh, the fullback has yes. a fumble. Lucky, yeah. They go 74 yards pretty much, and then there's a fumble that uh, Miami recovers at the two-yard line. And then the next drive, CeeDee Lamb has two catches for a touchdown, the last one being a 49-yard touchdown. After two drives in that game, C.D. Lamb had five catches for 102 yards. He had one catch for 16 yards. After the first two drives, five for 102, then one catch for 16 yards, I believe that came in the fourth quarter. I don't think he had a catch uh, pretty much in the second, third, and the majority of the fourth quarter. So he only had one catch after that start. And I think there was a correction after the Miami loss of – why did we stop going away from CD Lamb cuz I asked people who watched the All 22 and stuff like and they really didn't do much different. They got better pressure on Dak where he might have not been able to stay on yes. CD's route long enough, but for the most part they didn't all of a sudden roll a hard double team over there against him in the Miami game after getting off to a great start. He's had an unbelievable year. The Second-best wide receiver in the league this year to Tyreek Hill. I think the third-best receiver in the NFL, if everybody's healthy, I just think he's behind Jefferson and Hill, is I'm just hoping that what we saw against Detroit, that they just keep going to him and feeding him and make the defense make a major adjustment.
0: One of the things that I hope would lead more to that is, Corey, this is something that you talk about a lot, is catch efficiency Mm -hmm. per your targets is here are all the times that CeeDee Lamb has gotten more than 10 targets, all right? Because he had a slew of games there where he had exactly 10 targets, but games where he had more than 10 targets. So you're like, hey, we're forcing you the ball no matter what. Against the Jets, 13 targets, 11 catches. The Rams, 14 targets, 12 catches. The first time against the Eagles, 16 targets, 11 catches. You see it again against the Giants, the Seahawks, and then just this past week, Against the Lions, 17 targets, 13 receptions. So, even in the games, to your point, Mike, where they don't move away from him at all, and they're like, forcing the ball, forcing the ball. What happens? Nothing happens defensive adjustment-wise. He keeps catching the ball. Like, you don't see, yeah, well, he got 17 targets, but they only caught nine passes. Is, like, I'm not saying nothing happens defensive adjustment-wise. I'm saying they still can't
2: stop it. He keeps catching the ball. And... If I have those games right, they won all those games. I'm not 100% sure. With the
0: exception of the first Eagles game, okay, yes, they okay. did win all those Thank games. Thank you.
2: So uh, I just look at it and- So five and one in those games. I know that Bobby Belt yesterday asked uh, Jerry Jones about, is C.D. Lamb the guy who stirs the drink? It used to be Ezekiel Elliott. That's what Jerry used to say. And he said, well, not necessarily because the quarterback kind of has to get the ball to the receiver where a running back- you're kind of just handing him the ball off 20 or 30 times a game if that's your main weapon. But I do think if C.D. Lamb has a below-average game, and at this point, 5-for-100 is average. So if he does anything like that playoff below average, below five catches, below 100 yards, I think the Cowboys have a great chance to lose that game. I do think he is that important. Tony Pollard, whether you think it's his fault or not is not a good player this year. He's at best an average running back in the NFL sure. at best. Cooks is a nice number two receiver, but he and he's had some unbelievably great late touchdown catches here late in the season.
0: these last six games have been a huge pickup. but
2: I don't feel like he can totally change a game Ferguson really nice tight end can't totally change a game you know Gallup's career's over he's still on the team though is like you just look at the rest of the Cowboys' weapons. I'm not saying they're bad, but I'm saying CD is the one that can totally change a game and not he can change it for worse. But if you can't find him five to ten times a game for 100 or more yards, I think the Cowboys are in big trouble.
1: The first six games of the year, Kevin, up to the Chargers game. Okay. He had one touchdown in the first six games of the year. Wow. Receiving. Uh, let's not go in and he didn't have any, any rushing touchdowns since then. He's only had two games where he didn't have a touchdown. And that, and I think in, did they lose both of those games? In the Buffalo game, he had one rushing touchdown. So he still got into the end zone. Uh, and then Kevin to go back to, it was Philadelphia. They lost that one. So yeah. So he's had a touchdown in every game, every game since then. And up to that point, I was saying, look, he's having a really good year except for the touchdown numbers. And now he has 10. He's third in touchdown, receiving touchdowns this year. Add in the extra rushing touchdowns. That's what, 12 right there for him? So he's not just a guy that that you say, we're putting him on the outside, and that's the only place that he's going to be. And people knock him for that. And I don't understand that. You have a receiver that can do all the things. He is a Swiss Army knife receiver, but he's not Wes Welker. He's like, he can go outside and beat your best cornerback in his face, or he can go get the ball in the backfield and do something special. Nobody ever knocked Debo Samuel for that because Debo Samuel's tough, right? But CeeDee Lamb's doing all the same stuff and getting yards after catch as well. And now people are like, hey, yeah, don't let's look at Dak's numbers and the yards after catch that are happening there. That CeeDee Lamb's huge in yards after catch right now because Dak is actually hitting him in stride. They made a connection this offseason that grew and worked together. I'm really glad that you brought that up.
0: It is weird to me that depending on which side of the narrative you're on, yards after catch are either a great, uh, a great asset to why you're such a good quarterback or a reason why you're not. Yeah. It's because I've heard that a lot against Brock Purdy. Is I'm not saying Brock Purdy is the greatest quarterback that's ever lived, but I don't think that yards after catch should always be counted against
1: you. The plays are designed for it. Uh, uh, An example, I was watching Hard Knocks uh, in season with the Dolphins, and Tua makes a throw that's behind Jalen Waddell, I do believe, or maybe it was Berrios. And And Mike McDaniel says, this is a bad throw. And he's he's talking about everybody that did bad in this game. And he said, and look why. I designed this play for you to get a touchdown here. It's an 80-yard touchdown if you make that throw out in front of him yeah. instead of behind him. Yeah. And so and so that's what Dak is doing better. They connected, they worked out together in the offseason, and that is where Dak's first look is. And then it goes from there. And it, and for the most part, it's winning. It's winning almost every time. And to, to Yo's point
0: about how good CD has been. This year, where he sits in the NFL. CeeDee Lamb in the NFL this year. First in receptions. Second in yards. Third in receiving touchdowns. He has the longest catch among the elite group of wide receivers. He has the third most yards after catch. He has a 72.6 completion to target percentage, which is better than Tyreek Hill. And I think .1 behind Amon Ross St. Brown, who we just saw, who's clearly an outstanding wide receiver as well. And then there's this. CeeDee Lamb has scored a touchdown, to Corey's earlier point, in eight straight games. The longest active streak in the NFL, and just the third time in the last 10 seasons, a wide receiver has scored a touchdown in eight straight games. Now, I realize one of those was a rushing touchdown, but still, along with Devontae Adams and Antonio Brown, who at the time they did it, held in very high esteem.
2: Well, I will say that he is hot. CD Lamb, because last night I watched the five hottest players in all of sports and their cards. Number one's Lamar Jackson. His cards are going up sense. tremendously. Number five in all sports is CD Lamb. His cards are going up tremendously. So through this stretch, what he's doing is at least by, let's say, a common fan. It doesn't have to be just Dallas Cowboy fans, but football fans in general are paying more money now to have CeeDee Lamb stuff because that's where he's at. So I do get the Richard Shermans or whoever that still don't want to give CeeDee Lamb as much credit as he deserves this year. There's plenty of people who are now spending their money uh, and more money than they ever have to get C D Lamb stuff.
1: So if you had C D Lamb stuff before, now's the time to sell, is what you're saying. In a way,
2: yes. And, and, I can see it. And it
1: goes back to Mike on after draft day saying he thinks that he's going to be the best uh, Cowboys receiver in the history of the game. My
2: son keeps asking me, is he better than Michael Irvin? And I said, you have to give it time.
1: And they're and different he players.
2: He doesn't like that answer. I'm just like, look, Michael has... I'm not saying he's going to get three Super Bowls. He's right. not. But... Michael Irvin let a whole career play out. We need to let the whole career play out. Because at this point, we probably thought Dez was going to be better than Michael Irvin. And he didn't even come close to it, to be honest, because of his lower body injuries that he suffered. And I'm not saying that's going to happen to CeeDee Lamb, but in his, this is his fourth year. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm he needs to play another four or five premium years. And then you can really have the discussion. Hey, I think he's better than Michael Irvin or no, I think Michael Irvin's better because of this.
1: The, I did want to point this out, Kevin, if he gets 10 receptions in the game against Washington, that'll put him at one thirty-two this year. Okay. Which would still be sixth all time in a single season receptions year. Wow. Do you know, you know who number one is?
0: It's like, is that one like 150
2: Cooper Cup or something? Michael
1: Thomas 149 so he would still be 17 Sheesh. behind Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup at 145, Marvin Harrison at 143 in an era where they didn't throw the football. And Antonio well, Brown. Not that, as that, maybe as And who the 50s? It was the,
2: the 90s them. and 2000s. That's when
1: that was they were the, they were so confused because they were like, "Hey, hold uh, on, what's happening? Peyton Manning keeps throwing the ball on us."